Welcome to the Lobot Lounge, the gathering place of the gentlemen nerds. Let's hear you guys. Come on. Yes. This is very special, ladies and gentlemen, because the gentlemen nerds are live from ArmadilloCon right here in beautiful Austin, Texas. For those of you who have joined us before, you know that the gentlemen nerds are three entertainment aficionados who know each other through various endeavors, getting together to talk about all things nerdy, mostly in the vein of film, television, toys, and popular culture. Many topics are discussed, so there are the potential for many, many spoilers. If you like what you hear, and how could you not, you can visit our website, thegentlemannerds.com, or catch other shows on iTunes. Now tonight, ladies and gentlemen, here in the Lobot Lounge, Armadillo Con style, we are here discussing a very sensitive, heart-wrenching topic, which I will reveal very shortly. Let me introduce the other gentlemen nerds gathered in the Lobot Lounge, Mr. Mark Finn. And I I want my money back. All right. <laughs> Mr. Aaron DiArrive. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not sure how to follow that. <laughs> just, I'm not going to sing, guys, but thank you all for coming. Uh, by the time we, there's not going to be a dry eye on the house by no, the time we true. leave. It's true. Pieces of eight. Pieces of eight. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Joseph Otinos, your host and emotional touchstone for this, the Gentleman Nerds Live podcast, where we will be discussing movies that make us cry. Or the, la the last movie that you saw. So see, now it makes that sense makes that I sang cry. the Whitney Houston. It, it, it does. does. No, it, it, does. it, it does. almost yeah. seems like thematic. It all so, folds in. Now, ladies and gentlemen, as you know, our Gentleman Nerds podcast and, and heck, our lives are based around genre, uh, films, entertainment, television. We like that kind of stuff. Sci-fi, horror, fantasy. There's not a lot of opportunities for crying, although you'd be surprised. I'm going to open the floor to our Gentleman Nerds. And uh, we'll start with Mark Finn, because I like starting with Mark Finn, because he makes me happy. And uh, we'll, we'll get from him the movie, the last movie that he saw, or a genre film favorite of his, that made him cry. Mr. Finn, not a dry eye in the house, please. Well, um, the, uh, the one I wanted to, to lead off with, because um, uh, there have been a couple of things recently that have sort of run together for me that, I, that had me emotional that I didn't expect. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and lead with my number one, like it's my beaches, hmm. like it's 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 my version of beaches, uh, and that's King Kong. Ugh. Yeah, uh, especially uh, the 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 Jackson version, which I know people have problems with. Really? Yeah, some of them do. Uh, there there are people who think that the that that the answer to what's better than one T Rex, three T Rexes, is wrong, and they're wrong, and I can prove it with math. <laughs> But they did a they he really did a good job of selling uh, the the connection between uh, Kong and and Fay Ray yeah and um, at the at the end uh, where uh, he, he he finally succumbs to the bullets mm -hmm. and he, and he slips and he looks her in the eyes and you can see the light go out in his eyes I I I, I lose it every time really? I, just, I'm, I can't I'm tearing up even as we speak it's it, uh, it's brutal it is it's it is. And, I, and, I, and, and, I, and I and I know exactly you you see the moment where the life leaves him yeah and oh. it is it is a profoundly moving for a big CGI beastie yeah it's a profoundly moving experience and I and I don't you know and there's I and there's like basically two levels of cry for for men there's there's man cry which I had to explain in a previous panel, uh, man crying is 
And when you when you're watching something and you don't know why you suddenly have emotions, but you kind of want to talk to your dad real quick, you know? <laughs> Only he's been dead for five years and you sort of... <laughs> Um, and, and it doesn't ever, it doesn't leave you. It's, it's, the, it's like when karate men bleed on the inside. Yeah. Yeah, you man cry the same way. Yeah. And then the other one is just ugly cry. And yeah. that's the one where the pin gets pulled like a grenade and it comes out of you, uh, like an eructation of emotion. Yeah. And, uh, the, and Kong is my, is my grenade one. I'll that's just, I'll ugly just, cry. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, it's the worst. Wow. I, you know, I, and the, the Jackson Kong is, is, is good. Um, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an O'Brien guy myself, so I, I do prefer the original uh, 33 Kong. Um, but did that make you cry? That didn't make no, you cry. No, it did not, and, and neither did the Jackson, because and I'll tell you why. I'm not a cold-hearted snake. <laughs> the truth of it is I was too busy recovering from the laughing fit I had during the ice skating sequence. Ah, yeah, so yeah. by the time we got to the end, I was like, oh, this is the nice balance. I feel fine. Whereas I actually, I liked the ice skating <laughs> sequence. I did. Well, I did. It was I, sweet. It, especially for how it gets interrupted, right? You know? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, and you realize, because as soon as the planes show up, we all know what's going to happen. Well, yeah. So, yeah. It, you know, I love the fact that they're having this just kind of fun thing. And then, and then all of a sudden you see the bullets hit the hit the ice mm -hmm. and I go oh god here it comes you mm -hmm. know it's so yeah, it's coming yeah. it's it's like a primer uh, for yeah. me oh, Absolutely. God. oh okay so so king kong specifically peter jackson's king kong how many of you guys have seen that okay yeah. all right yeah did, um, it, did it did it, who 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 was brought to tears by kong's death Thank wow, you. one. Okay. Thank you. There's one human soul in this audience. That's awesome. <laughs> the rest That's of you are amazing. androids. Yeah. 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 We'll be yeah. You haven't seen it yet? Scrap. I, I, I promise you, you will weep. You will, you will just, you will weep. Or laugh. It's up to you. <laughs> Both. Both. You will you weep, may, cry. You weep, cry. Um, all right. So there's one down. Uh, Mr. Derive, you are one of the most strongest manly men that I know. I know. Surely nothing, nothing made you cry. Nothing moves me to tears. And I don't am, call him am, Shirley. I am a movie. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> a, bra a brooch, a hat, a pterodactyl. Um, so I, it's kind of an odd choice. Well, no, maybe not an odd choice. But I'm so moved in general by this gentleman's movies, by his visuals, by his themes. Um, and it wasn't even a particularly sad moment. There wasn't a moment just towards the end of um, uh, what's the Guillermo del Toro uh, uh Creature from the Black Lagoon movie, Shape of Water. Oh, Shape, Shape of, of Water. Water. Yeah. There was something about just the entirety of Shape of Water, as that was building to its conclusion, that I found so beautiful. And and it's been very rare that I've had this experience with movies recently, which is kind of a sad thing. Um, but by the time it got to the end, I, I, I tears are are streaming down my face, and I'm like. And again, it wasn't, it wasn't that it was necessarily a really sad thing that happened, although, yeah. you know, for those of you who haven't seen it, we think that she's dead, uh, but of course she's not. Um, he, he brings her back, and then they go off to be happy fish people together. Um, but just, just everything, everything leading up, the, 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 how he perfectly captured the feelings of isolation and loneliness and otherness and always being on the periphery and the outside and being able to find a connection so deep and meaningful, uh, and it happens to be with, with the Gill Man, uh, was just gorgeous and I was brought to tears. That's a, that's a solid choice. Yeah. That's solid. a solid choice. Yeah. And, and it's a, I love how you described it. It's, you know, Del Toro's Creature from Black Lagoon movie. It it's, is. It's what it is. Yeah. It is. Which is great. And, and I think that Universal could do worse 
um, and has done and has. worse. Yes. Yeah. But uh, they really should. That should have been their movie. <laughs> that should have been their Creature from the Black Lagoon movie, for goodness sakes. Uh, speaking of Creature from the Black Lagoon, you may want to take note of that great segue there, folks. I grew up in the era of uh, glow-in-the-dark monsters in the 70s. My favorite things on the, in the world were the universal monsters on television. Frankenstein, the Wolfman, Dracula, the Mummy, the Creature from the Black Lagoon. So it's no real big surprise that my movie that makes me cry every single time I see it is a little obscure 1987 film by, Rich, uh, by uh, Fred Decker called The Monster Squad. Mm. Now, thank you, sir. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I'll buy you a drink later. I appreciate the applause. Uh, Monster Squad is, this, is, is a, a love letter to those classic monsters. Um, the design of those monsters look very recognizable. They couldn't use the universal copyrights, but they, they look, you know who they are. Uh, Frankenstein's monster, Count Dracula, definitely the villain. The Wolfman being trying to stop Dracula during the day, but then, of course, wolfing out and doing Dracula's bidding uh, under the full moon. The mummy, the creature, they were all there. And, in these, and it's told through the eyes of children through these monsters. The children are the heroes. And the monsters are very real threats. This isn't some candy monster show. These monsters will kill you. They're dangerous, and they kill people throughout the movie in horrible ways. So they're terrifying as well. Dracula particularly is a very terrifying vampire uh, in this film. No, what gets me is at the end, when the monsters are banished away to limbo and they all get sucked up into this great giant swirly special effect. And Frankenstein's monster, always one of my favorites, has formed a bond with Phoebe, the tiniest little girl, the cutest little girl that you're ever going to see. And Frankenstein's monster starts to get sucked up into the vortex, and we all know the monster isn't evil. If anything, he's misunderstood. So the monster falls to the ground and starts being pulled back, and the, and the Phoebe's crying, don't no. go away, Frankenstein, oh, God, please yeah. don't go. And he's, Phoebe, and he's reaching for, I'm watering now, he's reaching for her, and he starts to go away, and this is the one, man, I'm talking buckets. She throws her stuffed dog scraps that the monster had her, throws it at him, and he catches scraps. And he, I seriously, I'm crying now. And he flies into the vortex holding scraps going, bye. And he's got scraps and he's going to have scraps for all eternity. Oh. And I need a moment. Yeah. <sighs> At least we'll always have scraps. Uh, that's, uh, the monster yeah. squad, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. That's, and, it, and I swear every single time I see, I don't care how day, night, it, it, it gets me every single time. Oh. See, I, I, I'm actually surprised. I, I would not have thought that would have been your choice. Mm. Uh, oh yeah. Not to say that that's not a really wonderful emotional moment, but I just I would not have guessed that was that was the one that you were gonna pick. Interesting, interesting. I yeah. uh, I love that movie because uh, I think it's better than the Goonies. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, it's I think it's more honest. Yeah. You know, yeah. and less uh, winky. Uh, but. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, that's that, that's a that's a good moment of pain. And that's that's Tom Noonan, by the way, as Frankenstein's monster in that. And he yeah, does a fantastic job as Frankenstein's monster in that film. And he I, really I, does. I love the design of the the both the Wolfman and, mm. and the Gillman in the movie. All, yeah, the designs are fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Really the monster designs are really really good. Top notch stuff. Awesome stuff. I think we have time for another round of us. Okay. And then I want to open it up to these people here because they look emotional. They look ready to yeah. to yeah, just yeah. burst. So I can, I, I can I can see some people. Barely keeping it together. They're, they're it, trembling. There's a couple in here that yeah. are going to shatter pretty yeah. easily. I, I'm pretty uh, sure. Sir, it was, sir, I'll come out to hug you in just a moment. Well, I'm pretty sure it was scraps that did it. But um, <laughs> Mark, let's go back to you. Let's get you. In, let's do another round of films that that really got you. All right. Um, it has been. Uh, it's 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 a cheat uh, because um, 
because of the age of the movie, but uh, I would be remiss if I did not mention The Whole Wide World, mm. uh, starring mm-hmm. Vincent D'Onofrio and uh, Renee Zellweger mm-hmm. uh, from the time that she was in Jerry Maguire. Little uh, fun little movie. Uh, it's a uh, biopic about the relationship between Robert E. Howard and his girlfriend, Novel and Price, at the end of his life. Now, uh, it's a really good movie. Uh, it was adapted from Novelin's actual diaries. Uh, and so it's, uh, it plays very fair with the source material. Um, and the stuff that they had to sort of improvise to, to make a movie uh, is conceptually and spiritually adjacent to what we think Howard would have done. Um, but it's, it's star-crossed romance uh it's it's very bittersweet you know they're too headstrong they they love each other at different times you know and can't seem to get it together and of course the movie ends with howard's suicide and uh i knew what was coming the first time i saw it and it wiped me out you know i knew that was happening uh it's done very well in the movie uh and 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 uh very respectful and doesn't uh it's not a sensationalized thing um but from the moment that she reads the telegram to the moment that she's sitting on the bus bench talking to the older woman mm-hmm. uh, is uh, is ugly cry for me. Yeah. Just, just I can't. And and as time has gone on, every time I watch the movie, I start crying earlier because you know it's coming. Yeah, yeah. 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 If I yeah if I watch the movie right now, uh, the basically the the music would start by James Horner. And then uh, when uh, Howard jumps in front of the headlights and starts describing Conan, I'll start crying. Because it's like, it's coming. It's an hour and a half away, but I know it's coming. <laughs> so, um, but uh, if you, yeah, it's, it, what's nice about that, too, is that it's not, uh, it's not zap guns and, and mm-hmm. dragons. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's, just, it's a really interesting character study uh, that just happens to be about the guy that created Conan the Barbarian and his, his girlfriend. Great stuff. Uh, really good Vincent D'Onofrio part. Great yes. Renee Zellweger. Nice. Uh, yep. Can't recommend it highly enough. Shot here in Austin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in Austin and surrounding areas. Yep, yeah. that's right. It was, uh, it, it's a Texas film. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, Aaron, what you got? Um, <clears throat> my second choice, it's going to seem like there's a theme here. That I'm an incredibly lonely, depressed guy, uh, which is true, but that's beside the point. Um, my second choice is Perfume, the story of a murderer. Oh. Uh, very few people have seen this movie, and <laughs> it's one of my favorites, and I love it. Your, your uh, face is, is saying everything, sir. You're absolutely, he, had to, he had to look like, what? Yeah, he's like, really? That made you cry? Yeah. No, uh, he, I don't think he's ever heard of the movie. Yeah. Oh, have you never heard of the movie? Yeah. Oh, well, it based on a, a novel by a German novelist, Patrick Susskind, and it was super popular in Europe uh, called Parfum. Uh, it came over to the U.S., and I remember reading it and thinking, this is brilliant. How are they ever going to turn this into a movie? It'll never happen. And sure enough, it happened. Uh, it was done by uh, the director who did Tom, Tom Tyker, Tyker, I can never say his last name. He did Run, Little Run, um, a very visionary German director. And um, what does it for me, the, the character of uh, Grenouille, for those of you who don't know what it, the story is, it's set, set in the uh, uh, 18th century. There is a young boy uh, born named Jean-Pat- 
Jean-Baptiste Grenouille, and he has the singular ability of two things. He has no scent of his own. He has no smell. He smells like nothing. Uh, and he has one of the most sensitive senses of smell of any person on the planet. He can, he can smell and tell you exactly what is in the ingredients of something. Uh, he can smell water. He can smell the frogs in the water. Uh, it's just an amazing sequence. I, I highly recommend this movie. Mm. Uh, you can get it on Netflix, I believe, or Amazon. But uh, he becomes obsessed with capturing the perfect essence, the perfect smell, because his whole life he's been rejected, uh, he's been ostracized, people avoid him, he's creepy because he has no smell. Um, and he uh, encounters a young woman wandering through the streets one night in Paris uh, selling plums, and he catches her scent, and, and he is intoxicated, and he's following her through, through these alleys, and, and the music is just wonderful, and it's until she turns around and she sees him, because of course she couldn't hear him, she couldn't smell him, and she's startled, and she starts to scream. And he puts his hand over her mouth and, and, and on her throat and eventually kills her. God. Whoops. And so he is sitting there with her body and he's, he's looking around and he doesn't know what to do. But then he realizes he smells his hands. Her smell is gone. And he smells her. And he's frantically lifting her arms and he's smelling her neck and her scent is leaving her. Um, so from that moment on, he understands what the perfect scent is and he's determined to create it. Uh, he goes to work for a perfumer, and the perfumer is astounded by his ability to smell a perfume and tell exactly the ingredients. And so the perfumer's stealing every, all the other perfumer's uh, uh, formulas uh, because Grenoui says, oh, it's got this and that and that and two, two drops of this and two ounces of that. Um, so he learns the trade from a perfumer, and he, be, he travels to another part of France, and he proceeds to start hunting and murdering young women. Good God, all right. Uh, I, I, I know it's not, I mean, it's like, God, really, you wanted to see this movie? I'm telling you, I'm telling you folks, this movie, you've got to see this movie. Eventually, he, he boils down the essence of, of this perfect scent. Uh, he creates a little vial of it. Uh, he's eventually arrested. He's he's dragged into the 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 prison. They're they're calling for his blood. They're going to bring him out and, and execute him. Um, and uh, he he uncorks the the perfume, and he drops a little drop on his head, and he closes it, and suddenly it is a religious experience. People start claiming that they're seeing an angel and that and and they become rapturous with joy and they begin to kiss each other and 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 eventually it all devolves into this huge orgy again i know sounds weird right you what gotta the see fuck, the movie man? you gotta see this movie. feel good movie There's of the no year no other way to describe this and you've got to see this movie it devolves into this orgy and there is a moment where grenouille is watching the people do this and he realizes how completely and utterly alone he is. Uh, he will never be part of them. He will never have a connection. He will never know love. He will never have warmth. Uh, and he's seen it. He's, he's watching everybody else do it, and he finally understands this perfume is just, it's a mask. It's, it's not true. Uh, he will never, oh, are you feeling it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, I, he's, and he is absolutely and will always be 
utterly alone and he starts walking back to Paris. They forget about him. They, they go on with a rapturous orgy and he just starts walking down the road. He gets outside the streets of Paris. There's a whole bunch of beggars as was normally was back in the day. All the, all the, the, the poor would, would assemble outside in these slums outside the, the walls of Paris and he uncorks the bottle and he walks up and he pours the entire bottle on his head and they turn, they see a blinding light they, they, are, they are amazed and raptured, and they eat him. Uh, they devour him. They absolutely, alive, devour You've gotta him. You've got to be shitting me. No. This made you cry. Yes. What part of that made you cry? What, when, tell me exactly what in that story when, you just told. When, when did you shed tears? Because, because the actor, uh, 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 ben, ben Wishaw, the actor does such a great job of playing Grenouille who wants nothing more than to have a human connection and to be like everybody else. Wow. And when they are, are in, involved in themselves and they're feeling these emotions and they have these connections, he realizes never, never, it doesn't matter what he does, he will never know that love, that connection. And in that moment, the actor captures it so well. I just start, I start crying. I'm like, oh, oh my God. God, this is the most oh. lonely man in the fucking world. Wow. Um, waiter, waiter, check, please. Uh, no, it is, guys. I'm wow. sorry. No, I defy you now. Go watch this movie. Oh, I'm watching it, all right. And, and, and then get on the Gentleman Nerds webpage, and you, you post. You're right. I saw the movie. By God, I cried my eyeballs out. Uh, because it is. It is. It, I, 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 there's no other way to describe it except if you want to know for a brief moment, what the feeling of utter loneliness is, mm -hmm. watch this movie. Oh my God. So, uh, welcome to the uh, Xavier School for Gifted Youngsters auditions. <laughs> what is your power? Well, I have no smell, and I smell really well. Mm, we'll call you. Next. <laughs> It's the Legion of Substitute Heroes. <laughs> I can't believe neither of you have seen. It's, uh, no, oh my yeah. lord! No. Yes, I'm in. Do you remember he was going to be guillotined for that girl's death? Yes, yes. Do you remember who the father of the girl was? Absolutely, the ever popular Alan Rickman. Oh. Uh, it is one of the wonderful roles that he Alan said, Rickman plays. Don't kill him. I love him. Yes. Ooh. By the way, he so the father of the woman that he killed is calling for you know. He must die. He's killed my daughter and such. And as he sees this effect taking place, he's like, "No, no, no! Don't you know? Don't, don't, don't! He's a murderer. He's a monster. He's a..." And then the scent hits him, and then he falls on his knees and he's begging for forgiveness from Grenouille that he would accuse him of the murder of his daughter. Uh, wow. It is it's it is a beautiful, sublime movie, guys. You must see it. I, you must see it. You will cry. I, you will cry. Are you are soulless monsters? Uh, no better than Grenouille. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, that was interesting. Joseph, um, Joseph, I need you to I need you to help us now. I know. No, I, I will totally help you. Rain with, it uh, in, brother. With uh, with something that I think we can all get behind. The and, and, champ. And, not the champ. Wallace Berry? Yeah, that's a, that's a tearjerker. It really is. Not It's a Wonderful Life, also a tearjerker. Makes me cry every... Not, not to, uh, um, Terms of Endearment. My gosh, I can't get through that movie. No, no, no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to point at the easiest, quickest thing. Come on, folks. We all know it. Old Yeller. Up. Oh, the first, yes. the first 10 minutes the of riddle. Up. That's it. That's all you need. 
from yeah. from the story from the beginning to where he loses his wife, it is told wordlessly yep. with emotion and just very simple animation. I mean, it's amazing at Pixar animation, but nothing major. There's no explosions. Nothing's happening. It's two people living a life and going through everything that they're going through. And, and, and it's so expertly managed with a head bow and a touch when she can't have children and, and when they're together planning their adventures and they don't actually get to go and they're saving money but they don't actually get to do it but they love each other and she's right there with him and then she gets sick and it happens right before your eyes and literally 10 minutes, that's all, you're just like, oh my, pick, curse you Pixar, how dare you? And they went, oh yeah, hold my beer because I'm gonna do <laughs> Toy Story 3 when Andy gives away all his toys. Watch this and see how you feel. Yeah, they are masters well, of emotional. Great yeah, man, masters of emotional manipulation and no orgies and no one's getting killed. <laughs> well, that's or because, eaten. That's because they haven't graduated to that level of cinema. <laughs> Eventually, they will. Also, they can smell. But no, the, the the sequence in Toy Story where where the little female cowboy they're singing that song. And she's watching her her little girl grow mm -hmm. up. Uh, oh, oh yeah. my god! Oh my so good god! Yeah. yeah, they're they're, they're amazingly good at. It. I just you know anyone who who grew up with a favorite toy can can re, you know relate oh, to yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. And and it's so easy. It comes so naturally to to look at that and go, yeah, I, I remember how much. I, affection I felt for them. And then they take it the next step and they go, no, these toys feel affection for you too. Because the more you love them, the more real they get. And even if you're not looking at them, they're real. I left my toy in the room. It's probably carrying on with having some other adventures doing its thing. I know it is, it's fine, it's my toy, I love him. You know, <laughs> and then and having that confirmed and then having the, tr the passing of the torch, of giving the toys to, and then the way Andy, going off to college, describes everyone, every character as he's coming out. This is Buzz Lightyear, and this is, you know, Woody, the, the, sh the brave sheriff, and it's, it's amazing. It's an amazing emotional sequence, which I would have been more than happy had it never continued, but of course it's Disney, so they're gonna pull a stool under it and keep going. Um, how many of you have seen the new Toy Story movie? The new one, how is it? I haven't seen it yet. Did you? Okay. Yeah, I mean, do they do they hit on the same kind of notes, or is it different? Okay, good. So bring, yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Do that, does 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 uh, does Andy eat his toys? No, again? nobody eats. No, no. But I'm no, sorry, no, no, I'm not. I'm no. not interested. That's I'm not uh, interested. No. Yawn. Yeah. You know what? I'm just gonna leave some money on the table, and then I'll just go. We. I, I feel like. I feel like we set the bar. We reset the bar here for this. I don't. Uh, well, let's. Maybe the audience can help. Absolutely. Yes. So, so our live Armadillo Con audience, tell us the last movie or your favorite movie that made you cry. I think I saw your hand first. It wasn't the last one I saw, but uh, the one that always gets me is Iron Giant. The Iron oh, Giant. Iron yes. Giant. Yeah. That movie was designed to make you cry. Yeah. In a con like way would you say oh totally yeah. Yeah. totes my goats yeah yeah, uh, yeah. now 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 for me it was all uh it, it was man cry you know mm -hmm. uh but i saw that with one of my uh good friends and we were both watching the movie and not looking at each other you know it was like <laughs> nothing here we're good yeah yeah that's that's no, a powerful that's a great one that's a great one yeah classic and obviously it stands the test of time because that that character, that image, it, it is, it, it's indelible in, in, that, in that genre too. Because I, I, yeah, when you see it once, I, I've only seen it once. It, it very much like my dog Skip, I don't think I could watch it again. Right. But I saw it once and it was enough for me and I, it'll always, you know, 
It'll always be right here. It's beautiful. Yeah. I saw another hand. Yes, in Avengers Endgame. Oh, yes, yeah. Endgame, with uh, the sacrifice uh, of, of our of our beloved Tony Stark at the end of Avengers Endgame. Um, th did you get the uh, the the the, digi uh, the digital the Blu-ray that came out? Because they have some scenes in there that weren't in the movie. But I'm going to describe one of them. I warned you guys there's spoilers, but th there's a scene in there that after Tony does what he does and Pepper says goodbye and Spidey says goodbye, that one by one they all start dropping a knee. Uh, you know, one by one, like Captain Marvel and the Black Panther, they all just start dropping a knee in silent admiration of, of Tony, all of them. Dr. Strange, everybody, except I'm for Gamora, because she just got there, really. Yeah, yeah. She's just like, I don't know this guy. <laughs> she walks yeah. off. <laughs> but everyone else is just very solemn, you yeah. know, it's a great, oh, you just, yeah. I, well, that's I, a good choice, great I, choice. That, that, that scene was emotional for me, but what made me cry at Endgame was, uh, was Cap and Peggy, Steve and Peggy yeah. dancing. Oh, uh, yeah, that's that was the That was my uh, thing, because, you know, uh, uh, he he finally he finally got his dance. I just I just love that. That was the. It's very nice. Uh, yeah. And 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 what's nice about that is that that's the that's the cry that um, uh, that women say men need to cry more for. Right. And and you know for us that's just alien because um, yeah. you know we eat our emotions. Uh, so uh, I was I was happy to to squirt a few tears for that one. You know I didn't go. I didn't go droopy-eyed for the Iron Man death. It got me. It was very emotional. It wasn't until the memorial service and Happy Hogan talking to Tony's daughter. Yeah. And Happy tells her, you can have as many cheeseburgers as you want. Yeah. That's what got oh. me. That one right there. I was just like, oh, that's yeah. that's so <laughs> Right? Yeah. 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 No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Right in the heart. This gentleman right over here has got his hand up. Yes, sir. Um, this one might be kind of an unpopular opinion, but the Netflix original movie, The Silent. The silence? Um, it got me two times. One of them, um, an even more unpopular opinion, whenever they let the dog out of the car because it was barking. Do you oh. know what the movie is about? No, no, it's called, in case you guys didn't hear and for the recording, I'm going to repeat it. It's the Netflix original series, The Silence. Oh, is that the one with Sandra Bullock? Not the series, the movie. Oh, it's a movie. It's a movie. It's basically uh, a quiet place, except a lot more of the monsters and they Oh, okay. Okay. So the silence. It got me whenever they um, let the dog out of the car because it was barking, and oh. whenever the grandma... Um, Did the dog get eaten? or? They didn't show it, but... Yeah, and then no. whenever the... At the end, it kind of gets, um, they meet this guy who's part of this cult type thing, uh -huh. and they try to storm the house they're living in, and the grandma sacrifices herself uh -huh. by tackling three of the, um, members to the ground and then screaming at the top of the Oh my gosh, to call the monsters. Because it's like one of the things the monsters can hear you, they can't see. Okay, yeah, yeah. Based on the no. book of the same name by Tim Levin. Nice. Nice. Uh, thank you for bringing that to us because yes, I'd never, you. I'd never even heard of I, it. I, 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 I'm familiar with it, but I hadn't watched it. But now, on your recommendation, young man, that's I'm, right. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. And, if, and if we cry, we're going to find you online. <laughs> and thank you. Yes. And say thanks very much. Is uh, children of men. Children, oh, of, children men. of men. Yes. Yeah. I, that nice. didn't make me sad, but yeah, I get it. Yeah. 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 What what part of that gets you? When when do you start the waterworks? Um, I, I think it's when you know the they're 
it's like humanity is continuing to destroy itself after it's already destroyed itself. You know, like they're in double despair. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're in that war zone with the only pregnant woman in the world. And then she steps out and all the guns just, just wither. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's nice. Powerful. What a powerful image. Uh, yeah, good stuff. I like that. I like, and, and it's it's broader than just uh, an emotional relationship or one loss, one loss. It's bigger than that. So you see and that by the reflection way, so of that's humanity. That's a theme. I I I I'm glad that you mentioned that because for me, it's less about specific moments, like oh, these characters are sad because somebody died or whatever, and it's more representing a bigger idea, a yeah. bigger theme, a bigger moment that we all experience. Yeah. Uh, and that's why I love I love a, mom- a moment like that. Well, it reminds me in a way uh, of the disparity between something so small, something so simple like childbirth, which happens every day, to something grand and big like apocalypse or the end of the world, and how one thing can influence the other or make that 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 connection. And I'm I'm drawn to the end of um, the third of Peter Jackson's trilogy when um, they all bow down to the hobbits oh, right, where the right. king goes down and the everyone yeah. goes down to the tiniest, most insignificant little things ever yep. that saved everything, yep. you know? And Aragorn says, no, 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 we bow to you, yep. you know, and they all go down. That's, that's the kind of thing that I go, oh, oh, yeah. You know, that's great. Good stuff. Uh, I saw some more hands. Oh, yeah, right here. Yes, young lady. Um, so I love a good cry movie and any movie will make me cry. So mm-hmm. kind of along the line of King Kong, the truly terrible 90s Godzilla movie. Uh, was it like 97, 98, something like that? 99. Okay, yeah. We shan't speak of it. <laughs> oh, but we're about to. Um, it's one that's so heavily tied into trying to really start to push that early idea of we need to save Earth. And so you have this monster, and it just wants to have its babies, and it just wants to save its babies, and we created this disaster, and it's not here to cause harm, and then, and then it has the eye blink out when it dies. And I don't care. It's a horrible movie, but I will cry every time it dies. Hey, oh. I'm with it. No, I'm with you. Uh, the eye, you, you described it perfectly. The eye blink out. I mean, that's that's like Frankenstein's monster flying away. It's the same thing. Like it's such an innocent creature. Yeah. It's not trying to hurt us. And, and, that's, and, that, and that was the resonance with Kong. When when yeah. when Kong um, is looking at what he loves, and and his 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 life extinguishes, and you're like. Oh my god! You know, oh yeah, that's brilliant. It's brilliant. Beauty yes. killed the beast. Yeah, Go- um, Godzilla uh, in that movie was not trying to hurt us, but uh, Roland Emmerich and Dean Devlin were. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Yeah, Mark, Mark, Mark has a Mark has a, has a bone to pick with that movie. Uh, but, yeah. uh, oh, I've got a skeleton. Just well, what if, imagine if that movie. Now, here's in a what if universe, ladies and gentlemen. What if that movie was not called Godzilla, but called Reptile X from Planet Zero or whatever? I would love it. You know, it would Reptilicus. be a. I think a much yeah, better film, right? Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go here it. first, and then we'll get. Yes, sir. Yes. Uh, well, there's a, the the uh, the old I think 1980s, 1970s Watership Down. Oh, oh God. Ooh. Oh yes. Sir, what are you trying to do to us here? When the black rabbit comes for him. Oh, oh my god. Bright <laughs> eyes. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh god. That movie will fuck a kid up. Yeah. 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 Oh, that is such a great moment. Yeah. 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 If you're a weird kid, it's awesome. If you're a normal kid, you've got to go to therapy. Yeah. <laughs> it tears you up. Yeah. It tears you up. Yeah. It's um, good stuff. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Uh, in the back, we'll come right back yeah, over here. David. In the back there. Yes. Uh, I can't believe that I, I've been, I've got a list this long, but I'm not on the panel, so I'll limit it to this because I can't believe no one said it, but, uh, which is Wrath of Khan. 
Yes. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that and was, I know. That was going to be mean. my third one. Yeah. Because it, 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 two things is, you know, you'd known Spock for years. Right. It wasn't, you know, this is why Star Trek Into Darkness, when they did a similar riff, didn't work to me. Yeah, right. Because, we, I mean, we knew it, Kirk and Spock, but we didn't know these Kirk and Spock the right. way we had known the originals. Oh, yeah. And also, it was a period, we're so used to main characters dying now. Yeah. You know? It's it you know it's a joke almost right mm -hmm. that was not done that you would kill somebody that integral to your franchise. Right. Right. Wait 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 I'm sorry Spock dies. <laughs> well well hey hey they're bringing back. That was uh, actually the first genre movie that made me cry. Is that uh, right? Yeah, yeah that was the first one where I was old enough to like process it yeah. and get it. I, and uh, yeah. I, hand, hand to God, it's not Spock in the chamber that gets me. It's the funeral. And when Kirk says, yes. yeah. of all the souls I've known, his was the most. And he breaks. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. he fights the tear back. And yeah. you're like, oh, if Kirk, if it's, if it's getting to Kirk, I'm man here I go. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. He man cries. Man cries. That's, a great, That's yeah. a great one. I'm sorry, I could go on for hours. Oh, yeah, but, no. you know, Kirk, it's him learning a lesson. You know, it's in, again. This is why it didn't work when they reversed it yeah. in Into Darkness. You know, yeah. him not believing in no-win solutions and Spock. You know, it's just yeah. it couldn't get better. What's I, better than I that? feel. I feel it's young. It's considered by many to be the best Star Trek movie. Yeah. Yes. So. Yes. yeah, hands down. Easy, yeah. easy. More movies, folks. Back over here, this gentleman. I think it's stumped on. I, this movie has been accused of being cheaply uh, manipulated, but Spielberg's AI. Okay. Yeah. And it's not so much, uh, it, it's not a sad scene in itself, it's, it's the, the, the android coming back and finally having this moment with his mother, mm -hmm. uh, but it's the fact that this is being done after all of humanity is gone, and this, this is uh, an epitaph for humanity as a whole. Nice. Yeah, Spielberg's Although, AI. you know, honestly, the moment that wrecks me in that movie is when she's trying to abandon him on the road. That is, I mean, I do think I, the moment you described is wonderful and, and definitely makes me cheer up. But, oh, my God, when she's trying to leave him in the road, yeah. I'm like, no, I'll take him. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, so sad. So sad. We're, we've been talking a lot about uh, sad cry. And I, I like to believe that there's a happy cry, too. Oh. In some of these movies that we watch and that we love, the tears come and the emotion over, overwhelms you because it's a beautiful thing, not because it's a tragic, sad thing. Uh, and I'll, I, I mentioned it earlier, but I want to specifically talk about my dog, Skip, uh, because there's a scene at the end as Skip gets older, and it's not a horrible scene. It's not a, gr it's not a terribly sad thing. The dog doesn't get killed in a horrible way. The dog lives a beautiful life and gets old and dies like all dogs will. But the scene is Kevin Bacon, the father in that movie, who didn't want the dog, who was always kind of gruff and angry about the dog. He was a tough guy, whatever. When the kid goes away to school and Skip lives, stays there, Skip is sleeping on the boy's bed. He, that's where he sleeps, where his, his beloved boy was. That's where Skip was sleeping. And as the years go on, they do this kind of fade in and fade out, and Skip's getting older, and he's jumping up on the bed. He's jumping up on the bed. And at one point, he can't jump up on the bed because he's too old. And Kevin Bacon walks by, picks him up, and puts him on the bed. <laughs> it's just a simplest thing, but I'm just like, that is so... Yes. Here. I, uh, I, got, I, got a, I got a good happy cry. And, uh, and I, I'm not, I know I'm not alone with this one because uh, I've talked uh, about it with a lot of people. Um, Wonder Woman. 
Oh. The scene where she uh, decides to go ahead and go full on Wonder Woman and she walks out of the trench no into man's No Man's Land, land yeah. and starts walking forward and, yeah. they, and they concentrate the gunfire on her and she throws the shield up and digs her heels in and you can see her kind of slide back and then push forward. And, you know, I'm watching this and then, then the, when the soldiers go, she's doing it, come on guys! Mm -hmm. and, they, and they form a wedge behind her. Yeah. Oh my God, that, that's just the best thing ever. Yeah, yeah. that's a good moment. It's, and, it's, and, and it's one of those moments it, it, it's one of those moments that uh, it's very rare, given the amount of superhero movies that we've had, that encapsulates perfectly, like everything that you need to know about that character. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. that's you know it's her it's her compassion that for, that that brings her out of the trench. You know, and uh, uh, so yeah, that that was the uh, that was the one where I where I was I was just I was so happy that we got to that place. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yes, sir. Well, for Happy Cry, I'm going to take us right back to Up. Okay. Um, towards the end, when he finally turns that page in the adventure book yes. and sees the pictures of their life together, and it realizes that what he always saw as their disappointments for her, you know, he was her great adventure. Right? Yes. Um, yes. And it totally turns that sadness of the beginning on its head. Yeah, yeah. that's brilliant. It's, it's very brilliant. well done. I was under your house because I love you. <laughs> Yeah. Doug the dog is always my favorite, but yeah. animals in general, yeah, it's a great moment. I do and not like the cone of shame. I don't. No. <laughs> no, no, How about uh, happy cries? Movies that, that are hit you in a point where you just I have, like. I have a good. I have oh, a good yeah, happy yeah, go cry. ahead. Uh, 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 Big Hero 6. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. When, when, not, not when he's destroyed, Kitty. but when he, when he finally rebuilt him and he puts in his little chip and he wakes up mm -hmm. and, and he says, you know, what? How can I assist you? Whatever the heck of it he says. Oh my gosh! I just smile and tears roll because he's back. He's back, <laughs> and it's him. Oh yeah, kitty, kitty. Yes. <laughs> love it, love it. Yes, sir. You have another one for us? Um, I. Um, there are two. Okay. Um, one of them I forgot the name of. It's sim It's similar to Big Hero Six. Uh huh. Except a little bit more um, modern and um, like a, is, okay. Okay. Well, well, let's go to the other one. What's the other one? Um, the other one is Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> <laughs> I it made me cry three times. Um, one of them was because it got taken off of Netflix. <laughs> Yeah, there's a reason to weep. Admirable. I think, I think yeah. you win the podcast, sir. Yeah, we will not make fun of you for that. The other one was whenever Sean's mom dies, but the happy cry was whenever I saw that Sean didn't leave Ed behind as a zombie. Yeah. Right. right. Whenever yeah. I saw him in the shed. <laughs> and in the other one, whenever... Um, uh, I forgot the name of it. That's okay, you'll think of it. I mean, if you do, just raise your hand again. But Shaun of the Dead is a good one for Happy Cry. It is. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not a movie, but it was, a, it was talking about Happy Cries and then Ugly Cries and Happy right. Cries. And then, uh, I was watching, there was an episode of The Walking Dead. Uh -huh. and it dealt with Rick going and revisiting different people. And they revisited Shane, and they each represented a different faction of the fever dream. Right. Oh, I was watching this by myself, and I was the highest in emotional mode. Did not expect when you see 
Rika's in that barn and you see the sunlight and you hear Herschel's voice. I ugly cry. Really? Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Her Herschel's voice. That was the last uh, scene, scene that Scott, uh, uh, oh, That's right. the actor, Scott, Scott uh, oh, no, get his last name, that he had filmed because right. he passed yeah. away. Yeah. And him just saying, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. And then it was just, oh, it was just such a, because he needed to hear that. And especially since uh, we, did, you know, they've made it very clear that in The Walking Dead, it's all fair game. So, yeah. You, so you know, at any moment, I'm thinking, you know, somebody's going to bite his neck and we're done. Right. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. yeah. There's a movie, um, and I can't remember the exact year, with Henry Winkler, Michael Keaton, one of his first roles. It's called Night Shift. Yes. Uh, Love no. Brokers. Jumping Jack Flash. Uh, it was it very silly kind of a story. Shelley Long is in it as well. You know, two guys who work in the morgue decide to run a little prostitution ring out of the morgue. Like you do. Like you do. Um, but ultimately the message there was friendship. And at the end of it, when they do kind of stand up for each other and bond with each other and Billy Blazowski is kind of with them and he's like, you do it, Chuck. You do what you need to do. I'm behind you. I always get very emotional in those high moments of friendship and companionship and support. Um, as silly as that movie was, and it's a silly movie, let's face it, there are emotional moments in that film where you, you, you see real people trying to connect in a bizarre way. And here's Henry Winkler, right? Here's Henry Winkler who was nebbish and, and nerdy and quiet his entire life, and then suddenly he gets the gumption to sit there and go, I'm never going to have these bad sandwiches again. I'm never going to have a neurotic girlfriend. No longer for this man. And he has this moment, you know, and it's it's a glorious thing, and it's a happy happy little tear that rolls down like the Indian, but no trash. Uh, all right, yes. So, uh, kind of into the other area of like, laugh so hard you cry. Oh, okay. Uh, so, '60s Undertaker and his pals, which is like one of my favorite slasher movies. I bought it at the Dollar Tree on a whim, and. You, there's that chase scene where the undertaker is chasing one of the victims up the stairs and it's just the same shot over and over again. And when he goes, it's like slow-mo and the music's like, dun, dun. And then she's like, and they just show the same like set of stairs that's just looped. And I just, that moment makes me laugh so hard every time I watch it that it's just like tears. I don't think anyone has ever referenced the undertaker and his pals. <laughs> Anywhere. <laughs> does, does deserve should, a gentleman nerd's toast. Yeah. Who's off? To you. Yeah. To well you. Done. Yeah, that's that's good because that's whew, that's a deep cut. That's a deep cut, my dear. Very deep cut. Uh, we have a time for just a couple more before Maximilian here gives us the red eye. Yes, right here, ma'am. Uh, one of my favorites is Family Bob. Oh, which, which one? Uh, all of them. All of them. <laughs> Yeah. I like the stage play best, but the uh, but the first one yeah, yeah. is really a. And it's an, it's the emotion, right? I mean, we you talked about the true loneliness yeah. of of the Phantom, and you talked about the Broadway show. Somebody used the dialogue from it that he was taken from the from the actual Gasolino book, where he says that the first piece of clothing I ever had was a mask. My mother couldn't bear to look at me, wow. so that was the very first thing she put on me was a mask, uh, and that was his life. That was his life. Um, so when he sees Christine and he obsesses with Christine and he says, "This is my angel. This is my sad. This is my release. My glory. My humanity. The last gasp I have to be human, because I don't look human. And if God knows, I've done horrible things which make me monstrous. You are my angel, and so I will. Tr I will have you as my voice. You as my heart. You. And when she says, "No, nah, not so much." 
He's just like, Ugh, you know, and then he flies into a rage and he says, I will kill everyone because that's how he is. Uh, no, it's a great See, you story. love perfume. <laughs> you will Touché. love this Touché. movie. You, you know what? You convinced me. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think I'm in. Yeah. Uh, one more, you guys. A, a, good, a movie that made you cry. Could be recent, old, something that always gets you. You'd be back there. Oh, oh, hold on. We, we, have we haven't heard. This That's yet. true. We'll He's been get, very patient. Can we go back to a sad cry? Sure. sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, never ending story with Art Oh, uh, never to mention that, didn't you? He said the never-ending story, ladies and gentlemen, and and there's a swamp scene and there's a horse, and that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, yeah. no, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. That gets you. Anytime animals get injured, or for me anyway, when I see an animal get hurt on film, you know, it's part of the plot of the story. The dog has to be eaten, or the cat has to be devoured, or the boogan takes the dog through the grate, or whatever. The chud, or you know, whatever you want to do. I'm just like, oh, oh, not the dog. They didn't. They, well, the dog doesn't do anything wrong. Don't yeah. do that. Did In you Red remember? Dead Redemption Two? I probably wiped out a half a dozen horses uh, trying to rob trains and cross bridges and stuff. <laughs> You and every time I was just like, man, I gotta go get a new horse and yeah. start over again. Yeah. At the end of the thing, you ride your horse to death—the one that, the last one that you're given—and for this one moment, uh, your character turns, who is dying himself, puts his head by the horse's uh, uh, ear and says, "You did good." <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, oh yeah, it killed me. It killed me. I was like, I'm so sorry for every time I fell off a bridge and you didn't. So his, I should have had more horse reviver. His his uh, his afterlife is going to be surrounded by very angry horses. Um, yeah, that's right. It's that's not going to be good. Yeah. The worst all right. Equus play of all time. No kidding. I, uh, let's talk after the sh after the podcast because we are going to wrap it up. We have a very large robot here that will get angry and turn on his blades. If we don't, yeah, we're doing it. We're doing it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, thank you very much. The Gentleman Nerds is a Cloak and Dagger production and was written by Aaron Diorive, Mark Finn, Joseph Otinos, and of course, Ben Gibbs. With additional material provided by each and every one of you at ArmadilloCon, let's hear it for you. Come on. Yes. Music composed and um, performed by the amazingly talented Ben Gibbs. Promotional material, logos, the Gentleman Nerds mascot created by artistic goddess Michelle Fitzpatrick. The Lobot Lounge bouncer is Maximilian. Our sound editor, mixer, and intentional producer is Ben Gibbs. Our executive producer and the man we all pray never ever get superpowers is Aaron Diorive. The uh, Gentleman Nerds attorney is Dr. Gonzo. And Mark Farnash is the man in the gorilla suit web hosting by Bluehost. Join us at the Lobot Lounge when next we meet, and please remember to always tip your bartenders and your waitstaff. I'm Joseph Otinos, reminding you all always that Red Skull lives. Thank you very much. Thank you. Round two. I'll see you guys on the other side. Yeah, right. Well, I'm here with you, my friend. Oh, that's right. We're uh